So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast Episode 75 for October... Uh, 9th, 2016. I remember the date. Uh, joining me this week, week we have Nicole, Nick Lotus, Robinson Nick- Carroll. Yes, that's okay. right. Uh, and, uh, Nick Lotus plays on YouTube and Nick Lotus on Twitter. Okay. And then do you have Twitch? No Twitch? Uh, I, not yet. I might be convinced if I can get some people who want to see me stream something. I haven't really got much of an interest for that yet. <laughs> right, right. I completely understand. Uh, of course, I am the host, Nathan Reeton Spruth. Uh, what we typically do, you're, you're new here, so what we typically yeah. do is we go by asking, what games have you played this week? This week... I've mainly been playing Asagao Academy, which is what I'm let's playing on my channel. But um, I did come across this other interesting game that's uh, it's still in the demo phase. There's a Kickstarter for it, and it's called Beard Blade. And you play this little dude with a beard, and he actually looks a lot like uh, Gerard Khalil, the completionist. I figured. <laughs> and and his beard you actually your character that you play you can attack people with your beard like your beard becomes a sword or uh, a flail or or whatever kind of it's kind of funny because it seems like randomly generated which weapon you get every time you attack and it's it's inspired by 16-bit like sega genesis and uh, game boy advance type platformer games and it's definitely got that look the little the little sprite is so cute too. I, I haven't played a whole lot of it yet, but I definitely get a really nostalgic like Sonic the Hedgehog feel out of it. Oh, okay. So it's like a sixteen bit platformer type thing. Yeah, yeah. Or beat 'em up. Yeah. Um what's well, it's it's more a platformer than a beat 'em up. There are enemies in the little bit that I've played, but I am gonna also do that demo on my channel too. But I kind of played around with it a little bit beforehand just to see how it works. And, and yeah, it's definitely got a really, really strong kind of old school Sega feel. I definitely got kind of the flashbacks to Sonic the Hedgehog playing it, even though, you know, you can't just take your little beardo guy and roll up in a ball and speed through the level. There's still a lot of aesthetic and, and, and cool stuff about it that reminds me of it. That's, that's neat. Have you been playing anything else or just those two games? I'm trying to remember if I've played anything else this week. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to remember right now, too. Uh, The games I've been playing, if you remember, you can stop me, but the games I've been playing have been um, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth and played some Halo this weekend, and that's about it. Cool. Oh, I did also, over the last couple of weeks, I've been playing Naruto Online. Oh, God. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 
here and there. Well, my first video was a disaster because I didn't know half of what I was supposed to do. Because I went into it playing it like when I did that first video, I went into it totally blind, didn't know how any of the controls worked or anything. <laughs> but I eventually figured out how to activate my first instance. And it's 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 been really cool ever since then. It's really great, been really great about following the storyline of Naruto if you've read the manga or watched the anime. I've done neither. Really, yeah. And if you haven't, it's really faithful to the source material so it's a really cool way to go through the story if you haven't experienced it in in previous iterations yeah see i thought about playing that game but then i realized that it was a uh browser-based title and i that just made me back away and go no i don't want to do this yeah yeah i mean and a lot of the instinct i think a lot of times is if it's a browser-based game you're not going to take it seriously you you're, you're going to stay away from it like you said but I, I did notice that there are there's a system for you know in in-game microtransactions but i haven't had to buy anything to level up yet i i don't and i honestly i think that graphically speaking it looks it looks pretty damn good for a browser-based game yeah so yeah. i wouldn't discount it just yet <laughs> yeah i haven't uh watched any naruto or played any naruto game though i there are some uh what are the shippuden games shippuden. on uh yeah. on steam those actually look pretty good oh yeah some of them are there there are there's there's one i want to say it's ultimate ninja storm 3 that seems like it just cuts off at a really weird place like where the hell is the rest of my story campaign game right but i think they focused a little more on online multiplayer with that one probably but they do have um and later this month coming out is dragon ball xenoverse 2 Ooh, and that looks exciting. that looks really fun i i enjoyed the first one uh but let's move on let's start up some of the stories that we have to talk about because this usually is the bulk and it takes the longest amount of time uh first off let's talk about skyrim and fallout 4 we were discussing this a bit before the podcast mm -hmm. uh on the playstation 4 pro you will be able to have uh mods on the playstation 4 pro with fallout and skyrim they recently a couple weeks ago we reported that they actually were not going to have the uh those mods able sony wasn't going to enable any mods apparently bethesda was able to work with them to get the ps4 to have mods but there's a caveat so unfortunately they're not allowing to use any assets that weren't originally in uh fallout 4 or skyrim so like we were just talking before the macho man randy savage dragon isn't going to be in there yeah, no, 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 Randy Savage, and no, no Fluttershy Dragon either. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I would imagine this is something to do with them not wanting users to upload their own content, uh, and they might not have the the resources, or they they haven't put the resources forward to basically have a content block. Like you can say okay, hey, this is not content that is suitable for children. should probably take these penis dragons out, which I would <laughs> yeah. imagine that's why they would do that. Uh, on the Xbox One, however, you are able to upload your own content, so that's a ding on the Xbox One side. Um, do, you, do you play these games with mods at all? Um, I have put i've i've played skyrim with some mods like a lot of the a lot of kind of basic co cosmetic ones are usually what i do 
where, you know, it's adding detail to the face or giving you more hair colors and styles and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, I've seen lots of other mods. I've, I've also downloaded some content mods as far as like different quests and stuff. Right. The The reason I think it would be nice to mod on the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4 as opposed to the computer is I yeah. think it's a little it's probably going to be a little bit easier, more. Oh, I like this mod. I'll click it and be able to install it. Yeah. Instead I mean, of that'd be great. Instead of with your PC, you have to go to a certain folder, and then everything might crash. Uh, so I I tend to not do many mods. Usually, the mods I do with uh, Bethesda games are the mods that allow you to use more than a gig a, gig and a half of RAM, which is mm -hmm. stupid limit. Uh, yeah. And then usually texture map or uh, texture mods that make it look prettier and stuff like that. And that's yeah. about it. I don't usually add, you know, the Macho Man Randy Savage dragon, though that is awesome because yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage is awesome. Uh, they don't have that. They don't have... Um, I know that a lot of games will include, like, Simpsons packs and stuff like that where you can change all the characters into Simpsons characters. Uh, that's not going to be on there either. So, unfortunately, you're just stuck with the assets that were already included in the game. Uh, kind of a disappointment in my opinion, but definitely they're what missing you out do? on a huge opportunity. They're, they're missing out on a huge opportunity, right? And I mean, with with with, with the Xbox One, there'll there'll be quite a bit more freedom, it seems like. But I mean, they could they could come up with they could find modders who do all this great stuff for their games that a lot of people are using anyway. Like you know the kind of the the cosmetic enhancements, the additional hairstyles, or like you said, the texture mods. Right. These people are improving their game for free. So why not maybe pay a little bit of that back by giving them some exposure, maybe giving them a couple of bucks they can afford it? Well, I think with the PS4 Pro um, and Xbox One versions of Skyrim, at least, they are using a uh, high quality mod in it. Basically, they're they're increasing the uh, textures and, and resolution uh, on Skyrim and for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Sweet. So, so they don't really have to have that mod, though I'm sure modders would be able to find a way to make it look even better. Uh, yeah. I do want to note that uh, even though he's not here this week, Aroa did say, uh, make sure you mention that PSVR sucks and so will Skyrim Fallout <laughs> mods on PS4. So, <laughs> you know, honestly, my okay, here's my big gripe about all this extra stuff that's going on with with Fallout 4 and Sky. I know Bethesda's trying to play up their their really popular IPs and and what they have done. Before you go to go into adding modding into these games, can you please give me the 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 the, the third act of Fallout 4? Or please. Yeah, like <laughs> They, I think the problem with Fallout 4 is they focused mainly on, they, you know, they had the story, they had the side quests and everything, but a lot of their focus was on the crafting aspect and getting that working. Yeah. And I honestly would have rather done without that, added more storyline, and just create a cohesive plot. Uh, yeah. It was an okay game, but I was pretty much done after after I beat it, I was just kind of like, eh, there's no real reason for me to buy the DLC or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah. It's like there's, and there's, it seems like there's not a whole lot of replay value. I have only played through it once and I sided with the railroad, but for some reason I get the impression that honestly, 
aside from one or two characters saying a different line, I don't know if there's that much of a difference in faction I, endings. I don't think so either. I actually broke the game. How'd you um, do that? I don't know. Something happened where I was going through a building and I think I jumped. It was a building that I wasn't supposed to go to until later with the the big paladin guy or the big brotherhood of steel guy. Oh, and okay. Uh, paladin I, dance? Yeah, and I jumped okay. into, like, I was able to get to an area that I guess I wasn't supposed to, and it triggered him because it was before I actually got Paladin Dance. Oh. And apparently seeing him in that area where he was fighting monsters, I was like, I don't know who you are, but whatever. Well, after I met him and did that, none of my companions would actually stay with me. So every time I would have a companion be like, hey, come with me, they would be like, all right. And then they would just run off. <laughs> and Like they would not follow me. So That's I broke weird. the game. So I had to play through it all alone, basically, with none of, none of my companions following me. Oh, that's so disappointing. Yeah. So it was okay. I didn't really mind. Uh, I was still able to beat the game because when you needed companions for certain quests, like uh, at one point you need to use dog meat to go track someone somebody down, I was still yeah. able to do that. But every time I would like try to get one to join me after that, it was just one at work. It was weird, but yeah. uh, I wasn't really wanting to go back and play for 20 hours to fix that, so. Yeah, I don't blame you there. I mean, and it's, I just, yeah, I just cannot, I can't think of a better word to describe how I feel about Fallout 4 than disappointed, because yeah. I I loved Fallout 3. I loved, loved Fallout New Vegas. I lost count of how many hours I played New Vegas, and and speaking of companions, Boone is the man. Boone yeah, is my bae. I love him so much. But anyway, just after being so engrossed in three and four, and I was going back and playing some of the older games, and I was so psyched about four, all the hype. Like, you know, my husband and I both took the day off work and had like a little party with special mixed drinks. And, and like we bought the bottles of Not Your Father's Root Beer and put Nuka-Cola labels on them and stuff. I actually tried to get a bottle of Nuka-Cola when Fallout 4 came out, but I couldn't get it. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It hit, I mean, like, there was, I think there were two or three Target stores near my house at the time, and they were all sold out. Well, like, my so we have a Target store near my place, and my roommate went there, uh, my roommate at the time, and she's like, hey, do you guys have Nuka-Cola? And they're like, what? They didn't even know what was going on. So it didn't help yeah that didn't help very much i think it probably was sold out and then it was selling on ebay for like 75 bucks for a bottle yeah, same that's uh, like people play, people selling those people buying up all those pokemon watches and selling them online on ebay for ridiculous prices. oh are they doing that i've seen it <laughs> oh uh for some reason before we transfer to the next topic uh if you have black label uh vhs disney tapes vhs tapes apparently they're selling for thousands of dollars on ebay wow i don't know why but black label uh vhs tapes of disney movies are selling for an outrageous amount on ebay hmm. so if okay. you have any of those <laughs> i'm about to say i know i don't have any any vhs tapes but my mom might yeah, I think my sister might too. Anyway, let's move on to some more disappointment. Uh, this time being disappointed <laughs> in Valve. 
They're using monetized, limited-use sprays in Counter-Strike Go. Uh, so basically, going over the story a little bit, basically in uh, Overwatch, you know, Counter-Strike, a bunch of those online games, you get a spray, you can go up to the wall, spray an image or whatnot. People like doing it. I don't know why I don't get it, but people like doing it. Apparently, people like doing it so much so that they are willing to pay for it. And if it was a one-time thing, like you pay, you know, five bucks and you get the spray for the rest of your life, that would make sense to me. But Valve has implemented the fact where you can buy the spray, but you can only use it 50 times and then you have to buy it again. Yeah, that's that's kind of... I'm trying to think of a word. Bad. I want to say shady, but that's bad. not right. <laughs> that's, that's pretty lame. Yeah, it's it's not really shady because they're upfront about it, but yeah. um, it looks like they're graffiti boxes. They are, uh, according to this image I'm seeing, I'm not sure if this is correct or not. Uh, CSGO graffiti box is 268-ish. So, um, you know, $2.50, let's say, for 50 uses seems, I mean, that's okay, but you're going to go through those 50 sprays pretty quickly. And I and yeah. I know you're going to want more than one. So, uh, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Actually, it does make sense. Valve wants money, uh, but it doesn't make yeah. sense that people would actually buy this because it's. It's just a cosmetic item, and it's a limited use cosmetic item. Yeah, it's kind of. Well, I mean, that's that's like that's like giving you a limit on how many times you can wear a hat in TF2. Right. Exactly. It's kind of ridiculous. Um. Uh, what I did see in the article that is in, that I thought was interesting. There was some. There was a, an interesting thing in the article that said something about sharing. Uh, sharing the profit with community artists so are they sharing revenue with artists who design these sprays yeah so they do the same thing with tf2 so uh okay. a lot of the weapons and hats and stuff created in tf2 actual like consumers have went and created them and submitted them submitted them to valve valve has taken it and then they share the profits with the people who created it which is fine i understand that's oh, cool that's cool uh, I just don't like the limited use thing. Is my problem. Yeah, that's that's kind of dumb. I mean, okay, if you want if you want to if you want to make a little bit extra profit, maybe just you know add an extra buck, make it three and a half dollars for it to be unlimited use. Yeah, something, but that will take away from people buying the spray multiple times, which they will do because people are dumb. Uh, they all they also do have. I believe I was reading through here that you will be able to get graffiti boxes from doing certain things within the game. So they're okay. not, so you will be able to earn them uh, and then get 50 uses out of them there, uh, or you can buy them and get 50 uses as well. So uh, I hopefully I, I will never play CSGO again. I hate CSGO. I hate it so much. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. It's just every time I play it, I... I do terribly, and I just, I've never been good at any Counter-Strike. I tried to play the original Counter-Strike, like, ten years ago, and it was the same thing. I would spawn, and then pretty much instantly die, and then just wait until the next round, and then die again. So, maybe, yeah. 
Maybe I'm just bad at the game and need to play more, but I just don't like it enough to play anymore because I think Halo's better. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not really into FPSs at all because I'm terrible at them. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> but, but, you know, like, I mean, I tried. I tried to play TF2. I, I'm just, I, I guess I just don't have the, the, the good, the right Twitch reflexes for it because I'm terrible. And, I mean, as much as I love Fallout, I'm useless without Vats. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could just do what I did when I was a kid and play the original Fallout games. Yeah. You don't need Twitch reflexes because it's really, really slow. But it's a good. They're, they're. I think that the original Fallout games are better than Bethesda ones. But that's yeah, just I, me. I, I actually started. I actually started playing the first one, but I knew, I knew I really need to get back to it. I think I'm about halfway through already. Oh wow! Like I'm well, up to the well. Maybe maybe not that point. Maybe not that far. I think I just got past the glow. Yeah, it doesn't, I mean, it's really hard to gauge because there's so many side quests you can do. Yeah. So it, it's, those are pretty great games. Uh, a lot bigger, a lot longer than the uh, the Bethesda ones. ones. But yeah. anyway, the, the let's move on to the main uh, crux of this is that this last week, Google had their Google Pixel uh, event thing going on and you didn't watch it i actually watched the whole thing while at work because i'm a terrible employee and i think i might have been i think i might have been on the air at the time so i definitely couldn't watch it oh yeah 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 you're you're, you're in radio yeah yes so Public radio so oh fun fun uh yeah. now so you weren't able to do this but i was able to watch the whole thing uh basically the first thing we're going to go into is the Pixel phone that they came out with, which is their answer to the iPhone, essentially, uh, yeah. which they did take some shots at on the iPhone. Uh, the specs of the phone are a 12.3 megapixel camera, which is major. That's a big one. It's my my 2014 phone has a 13 megapixel camera. So, mm -hmm. uh, but the megapixels don't really count. Really don't matter once you get up that high. Uh, unless you jump up like to 20, 25 megapixel. Oh, okay. So it doesn't really matter because you're still going to be able to shoot in 1080p, uh, still going to be able to shoot in 720p and 4K, all that. So it doesn't matter that much. Uh, the camera did score higher on the DxO Marks lab uh, than the iPhone 7. The iPhone 7, I believe, scored at 86 for their smartphone. And the Google Pixel scored an 89, so pretty good. Yeah. Um, they did say there is no unsightly camera bump either, which was a ding at Apple there because there is a camera bump on the, the iPhone 7. Um, it comes with a quad-core processor, 4 gigs of RAM, uh, either a 5 or a 5.5-inch screen, uh, 32 gig or 128 gig um memory on it with no SD card slot though which is disappointing but if you have 128 gigs you don't really need an SD card slot in my opinion but it is uh, it is annoying when companies do not put that SD card slot in for some reason they do have a headphone jack though which was something <laughs> that they they touted that they still have a headphone jack, unlike other companies. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the preview video that I watched, 
you know, it's talking about you want a new phone, like a really new phone and talking about all these different functions that are new and, you know, talking about the camera, highest rated, highest rated camera new and 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, satisfyingly not new. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a <clears throat> clearing throat, LOL, screw you, Apple. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, They also, they did another ding that comes in three different colors. Um, I'm trying to find out where those colors are listed. I don't see it here, but it's like very silver, uh, really black and quite blue, I think is that is what it was. And those were actually a ding at Apple as well because their naming schemes are always like jet black and um, something gold and you know some stuff like that. So it was kind of a ding at Apple for their stupid naming of their colors. Yeah, but apparently their blue is a custom blue. Yeah, that's true. Google blue phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was sold out when I went. I actually had, I ordered it. I actually ordered a Pixel phone. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, it's, I got the 128 gig five inch phone and it's about $30 a month, which isn't terrible because uh, right now, because I split the phone bill in half with a friend. Uh, mm -hmm. So right now I'm paying $25 a month for a cell phone. Oh, that's awesome. So I'll be paying about $55 a month for a top of the line phone basically. So you're so so you so I guess you're with Verizon cuz I think isn't nope. isn't the, is this phone okay this phone is not Verizon exclusive. So that's they it is Verizon exclusive if you buy it from if you want to buy it from a cell phone company. So if you want to buy it from AT&T or T-Mobile you can't do that. Okay. But you can go um Amazon will have uh, the phone for sale oh, the later on, ones. and then you can buy an unlocked one from the Google Store. Oh, cool! So mm -hmm. they are unlocked to work with both uh, CDMA and GSM carriers. All right. Of course, Verizon will not let you know this, but yeah, it's 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 unlocked, so I'll be able to pop my SIM card in and be able to use it just fine. Hopefully, Sweet. Uh, I go through a. I actually go through Consumer Cellular. Oh, okay. It's a an Sounds old like a person. Small one. It, it has over two million customers now. I think. Okay. Um, are they? Are you, now you said you said old person. Is this like the jitterbug people? <laughs> uh, no, it's actually they're like they're kind of competition. Okay. And uh, they are the only partners of AARP. But oh, that's cool. Uh, I'm paying. I think altogether it's fifty dollars a month for two phones. We have unlimited text messages. Uh, 1.5 gigs of data between the two of us and only 250 talk minutes. So uh, we don't really, we, I think when we use the phone a lot, we talk for about maybe a hundred minutes together. <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. So we end up paying, I think it's $49. Nobody ever talks on the phone anymore. <laughs> no, I occasionally will get phone calls, but I don't really talk on the phone. Uh, the next thing that they did, they showed off was, uh, the Daydream View headset, which is basically just a VR headset. Did you yeah. look into that? I did see where it was being introduced as, you know, a peripheral, but I didn't get a lot of the details on it. Let's see. Pixel phones also fit into another area Google's excited about. VR. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at one right, of the right. articles and, that you posted in the chat. Yeah. What I was looking at was uh, so that this actually isn't made out of like 
plastic or anything. Like a lot of them that you look at are kind of look super uncomfortable. Yeah. This one is made out of like microfiber cloth. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture and it, it, it actually does it doesn't look that that uncomfortable. The way. Yeah. And the if you have a Pixel phone, it kind of just drops into the front and then wirelessly connects and you close it up. And there's, of course, the two eye holes that you put your eyes in. And um, yeah, it's just a VR headset. Basically, it is $80, which is quite a bit. Um, there are a couple different things. There's a Harry Potter game. Uh, and then there's also a space shooter called, I believe, is it Eve Valkyrie? It's the, uh, it's the new Eve game basically made by oh, CCP. Okay. Oh, but I'm okay. I'm, I am kind of excited about Fantastic Beast and where to find them. I don't think I'm going to go plunk down $80 plus however much it costs for the phone to run it. But. Well, so I got an email a couple days after I got my Pixel phone. That said, since I was one of the first people that got the phone, that actually pre-ordered it, that mm -hmm. as long as within a couple months I don't return the phone or anything, then I will get a free VR headset. Oh, nice. So I'm going to get my, it's called a Daydream View. So it's the Daydream View headset, and it will probably suck, because most VR things that come with phones suck, but... Yeah, I mean, it's free, so I'm not gonna worry about it. Now, the, but these, but these two games they've introduced, do those come with the headset, or do you have to buy them separately? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. I do know that it has a uh, a a wand, is what it's going to be in Harry Potter, but it has like a a touch controller type thing that's okay. coming out with it. But, I think I see what you're talking. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. But I am, I'm unsure as to whether or not they will actually have those games available for you, or if you have to purchase them. So, so about the Pixel phone, are you interested in this, or do you do you have an iPhone or anything like that? I don't have an iPhone. Good. Uh, partially because everybody and their grandma has one, <laughs> <laughs> but also, but also because uh, you know I just. Apple as a company has just never really rubbed me the right way. I get I get the impression, and I've definitely read stuff about their employees being treated terribly. They're you know they're they're I think they're pretty secretive about their supply chains and and the presence of conflict metals in their in minerals in their phones. I mean I know that the the Dodd Frank Act and some other stuff made it necessary like required for companies to report the contents of their materials, but. Uh, Apple still seems pretty pretty secretive about all that. Yeah, and they get the my main thing is is how they kind of treat the government and they say, "Ah, oh, we don't want to pay that tax." Yeah. And and they kind of get away with it. Oh, and I forgot all about that too. Yeah, and yeah, then they're just also, there constantly. And mainly the way they treat their employees, they kind of have like this over looming like sense of dread if anything happens. That they could just get fired at a moment's notice. And also, um, before he passed away, while you know he did do a lot of good things, uh, Steve Jobs was kind of a jerk. Like I think that I think they show that in one of the biopics that came out in the last couple of years about him. Yeah, the, maybe the Peter Sarsgaard one. I have no idea. I or was it the Ashton Kutcher one? No, the Ashton Kutcher one was more of a like it, it was more towards. A yeah, it's more of a tribute kind of show. It showed off like who he was and stuff, but it was 
definitely highlighted most of the good things that he did rather than, you know, a lot of the bad things that he did. The other one that um, came out with, I think, Fassbender was in it. Yeah, okay, that's the word. That's the person I was thinking of. Fassbender, not Sarsgaard. I don't know how yeah. I got those two confused. Uh, that one showed a lot more of who he really was uh, as a person. Which, you know, you can argue that it was whatever. But uh, you know, he denied giving his daughter on uh, child support until uh, they had a paternity test, and then even though he was worth billions of dollars, he would only give the maximum that he had to. Or the minimum mm. that he had to. So he only gave $500 a month in child support. That's yeah. rough. Yeah. yeah. So not the greatest person. But uh, he did have a way to convince people to buy products. And that's why the iPhone has been as, done as well as it has. Um, oh, so, yeah. For the longest time, he was the hipster king. So. Right. So do you, do you tend to do uh, Android phones then? Yeah, Android is usually yeah my my OS of of choice, and not even necessarily because it's Android, but it just happens to be the the OS I'm used to, the OS that comes on a lot of the phones that I pick. And you know, I, I've one of the most important things when I'm choosing a new phone is to try to find out as much as I can about how they source their materials, especially the the minerals, you know, and because uh, a lot of those come from the Democratic Republic of Congo, which is a really, of course, always conflict-ridden area, but but there, you know, the conditions there are really rough unless somebody is really overseeing it. And uh, I've been pretty devoted to Motorola for a couple of years for that reason because they have it clearly laid out on their website all of their different policies as far as what materials go into their phones, the different due diligence programs they're participating in, and so I feel like I can you know, feel good about buying a product where people are really doing everything they can to prevent supporting, you know, people who are suffering in a war zone and that kind of thing. Right. And, you know, and I, I haven't done a whole lot of research yet, but just doing kind of a couple of basic searches about trying to find where the materials for the pixel came from, I haven't really turned up anything yet. And I mean, we, we were talking about this before the podcast and you mentioned they, they outsource a lot of their materials and, and construction and that kind of stuff. And that's yeah. fine, but it just makes it so much harder to track down the source of everything. And even though it's not, it might not be intended to be, to look secretive or shady, it kind of looks that way. Yeah. I know that, uh, I, well, at least I believe that one or two of the Nexus phones has been made by Huawei. Um, You'll probably look at it and say Huawei or whatever, but it's it's Huawei. Okay. Um, and then I know that they outsource. I believe they've outsourced one or two to uh, Lenovo as well, who owns Motorola. So Lenovo, Lenovo has. Uh, they've owned Motorola for a couple years now. Google used to own Motorola, and then they sold Google to Lenovo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I've, I don't know. I feel like I've looked at a couple of different consumer websites that talk about Lenovo not being like particularly good, but maybe one of the less bad computer manufacturers as far as that's concerned. Right. So right. I'll have to look into that some more. So anyway, um, so are you interested in this phone or are you kind of just sticking with what the one that you have? And Well, not... I mean... 
I've I, I actually just upgraded a few months ago. Oh, okay. But, but I mean, it's it's definitely something that I'll be that I'll be watching. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll if it's if it's if I if I kind of do my do my research and am, and I'm happy with with their policies and supply chains and stuff, then. I'll definitely watch, you know, reviews of it, read about it, see if, see if, you know, the features are, are worth and, and kind of what I have in mind. I mean, what I've seen of it so far, it, it looks pretty cool. I don't, I, I don't see a lot of it, a lot about it that stands out against other smartphones of its kind of generation. Right. They but... have, they're adding in new things like the, the Google assistant, which is supposed to, it's basically like the upgraded version of Google Now or or Google's answer to Siri. Yeah, um, and that's supposed no, to be wait, really no, neat. No, you said um, this is that, that's Google. That's that's not the same as the thing that you said that was like Alexa, right? That's Google. No, Home. no, no, no. That's that's something else. Yeah, that's Google Home, I believe. And we'll get to that in a minute. You're jumping forward. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, but. The main reason I got the phone was because, as you know, uh, I do YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, and I think that it would be easier to have a really, really nice smartphone to do the the videos with rather than trying to buy, like, an $800 camera. Oh, so yeah. If whenever, I buy... I shoot, whenever I shoot video for my channel, I use my phone, too. Yeah. So I've been... Uh, I did that with my, my most recent video that will be put up after the podcast is done. Uh, nice. And that it, it looks pretty good, I think. And the new that new camera is going to be really nice. It has a uh, a stutter protection type thing. So basically, when you're doing when you're walking, instead of you, you know when you're YouTube's like, hey, it appears your video shaky. You want us to fix that up? And you do mm-hmm. it, and then it just it blurs everything. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's supposed to get rid of that. So it, it does stabilization and it looks a little jerky, but um, there's no blur when there's you're doing no shaky like cam that. effect. <laughs> yeah, there's no shaky cam or blur effect. So hopefully that will uh, video stabilization, they call it. So hopefully that will help out. Oh, good. Um, with uh, not that I move my phone around a lot when I'm when I'm filming stuff, but but I'm hoping that'll help. Um and there's other things that come with it. It also has four gigs of RAM, which is an insane amount of RAM on a phone. So anyway, let's move on. Google Wi-Fi. Now, you were a bit confused about what this was. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be meant to replace a traditional router or it, it, it sounds like maybe it'd be something useful for small businesses who want to provide Wi-Fi to customers on site. Now, see, to me, I think it is a router. Um but it's but you can buy more than one and kind of daisy chain them throughout your house. Okay. And so you have one that's kind of your main router and then you can buy um one of them is $129. Um three of them are $300. Um so you get a bit of a discount if you buy three of them. Okay. And uh from what it seems like is you can have one as your router and then create the other ones as wireless access points um i it doesn't look like they have any ethernet cables out so it's purely wireless which i do not like because i am i like being wired up and because it's faster it's more stable uh but for a lot of people wireless is the only way they do anything yeah 
so I see what this is, but I honestly don't see people using this very often. Like I don't see a lot of people buying this because they most people will just go to Best Buy, say, "Hey, I want a wireless router." They'll hand them a wireless router, and that's it. Yeah. The only basically. people you're going to be trying to sell this to are people like me, who are super nerdy, but <laughs> want to test I, out the tech. But I. I I'm not going to buy them because I'm super nerdy and I already have a Ethernet cord to my computer and I already have wireless in my house. So it's kind of a limited market they're trying to get into. Yeah. Um, and you probably know nothing about this. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> All right. So uh, there are some pretty neat things that they put in with the Google Wi-Fi. Um, there's a companion app you can download that you can pretty much just monitor everyone. It, you can do this with normal routers too. It just make this is just going to make it a lot easier to do. Um, you can say, hey, uh, I'm going to turn off the internet for these specific devices. So say you have kids or something that are watching YouTube and you want them to come down for dinner, you can turn off the internet, internet access so they are basically forced out of their room. <laughs> That does sound like a useful tool for a parent. <laughs> yeah. So you and you can do, but you can do this with any router. Yeah. Uh, as my friend Aroa said, if these are mainly targeted at people who are nerds, and if you're a nerd, you already have either a router that you that has these things in them, or you have a router that you have modded with um, either Gargoyle or, or WR, Open WRT. I think it's called. And those are firmware updates for routers that give you a lot more control than even the Google um, Wi-Fi is going to provide. Hmm. Well, maybe maybe they're just trying to get that that group of people who doesn't know how to modify those settings in a typical router. Yeah, but I I I'm just having a hard time seeing those people caring that much. Yeah. Because I, trust me, I, I know a lot of people who would fit that demographic and a lot of them just don't care. Like they, they don't care to, to learn or, or have this stuff and popping down $129 probably seems like a lot of money to pop on a, a router that they don't know how to use. Yeah. So, oh, well, oh, well, maybe they'll, they'll actually sell and do well i just don't see it doing very well but yeah oh well they they're kind of trying to make a, a huge one connected how like a connected household thing because these the google wi-fi is partnered with uh like four or five different smart home technology things um so you could control like say you have a thermostat that is one of the smartphone connected things you can put it you can go into the app and kind of control your house from that Google Wi-Fi thing, I think. Don't mm. quote me on that. So, okay. Anyway, uh, Chromecast. Have, have you used Chromecast? Do you know what Chromecast is even? I've heard of it. I've not used it. Okay. Uh, I have two Chromecasts myself, and they work pretty great. Uh, basically, they just, they're like um, a Roku but you have to use uh, another device to basically beam content over to them. So you can say, go to YouTube.com, say, I want to stream YouTube.com, and then it'll go up on your Chromecast on your TV. 
And then you can just set up a list of shows that you want to watch on YouTube, and it will play that list on your TV on the Chromecast. Oh, that's neat. Um, it seems like they're really trying to kind of get into some other markets. Like the way you, I may be, I may be totally off base, but the way you just described Chromecast reminds me a lot of the Steam Box. Yeah, it's it's very similar. And um, and then I, I know I'm again kind of skipping ahead, but there's another feature we we're going to be talking about that reminds me a lot of an Amazon product. You actually named it as an example. <laughs> yes, yes, that's because it's basically the same thing. Uh, but okay. the but this new Chromecast adds in um, the old Chromecast, the old old one I believe only had 1080p and wireless N. Uh, the new Chromecast, the newer one, I believe still only has wireless in. Might have wireless AC. I can't remember. Um, but it, it was still 1080p. The new one is going to jump that up to 4K with HDR image and Dolby Vision. Oh, sweet. Um, and I be- it's definitely going to have wire- uh, 802.11 AC, which is a wireless uh, band, basically. And... Uh, it's gonna be neat, but it's seventy bucks instead of thirty-five, like all the other ones were. Also, mm. I don't have four K, so I won't be getting this one. Yeah. So, I I don't I still don't see the need to have four K yet. Fair enough. Um, do you have four K stuff? No. Okay, so uh, uh, you don't see the need, it seems, either. Now, do you... Well, I don't, well, I don't see the need because I've never... Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. So do you have a Steambox or Amazon Fire Stick, anything like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, we have we have a Steambox. I uh, bought it for my husband for Christmas, but we really don't use it very much. <laughs> oh, okay. See, my friend, uh, Aroa, he actually has a Steambox, and he uses it all the time because he... His computer's downstairs, and what he'll do is he'll stay upstairs and play games via the Steam Box. We have definitely used the Steam Box to play stuff like from, like if we have a laptop on the coffee table and we want to put a game up on the screen, we've used it that way. Right. Um, I really like the Chromecast. I won't be getting this one, but it does seem pretty neat if you do have 4K. Um, the What I typically do with the, the Chromecast is I'll put on something before I go to bed. <laughs> I'll go lay down in my bed and watch TV, basically. Uh, but yeah, so let's move on because I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> and we'll go to the Google Home, which is the project or the the product you were alluding to earlier, yes. which is basically the Alexa. Yeah, and uh, and for for those of you who don't know, Alexa is the name of the voice that's part of Amazon Echo, and it's right. kind of this little speaker, this little speaker dude, and you can do commands and stuff for it. But anyway, go ahead and uh, discuss the the product that is like Alexa instead it's, of Alexa. It's basic, well, uh, like the Echo, I guess. I I got the two yes, confused. Yes, the Echo, not Alexa. Sorry. Um, it's <laughs> basically the the same thing. You you put it in the center of your house. And you say, hey, I want to make a recipe or I want to make a grocery list. And you say, blah, 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 blah. And then it makes a grocery list for you. Um, It's just a Google Assistant in a box. And I honestly don't understand these things. Um, There are some cool things that you can do. You can say, hey, play open my Spotify playlist and it will open up your Spotify playlist and play whatever songs you want to play. Yeah. But I don't. 
I just don't get this. Now, do you have an echo? You said you had an echo. I do. Yes, yes, I have an echo. And yeah, you can do the shopping list. You can have it play. What, what we use what we use ours a lot for is we'll have it play Pandora or or that kind of or shuffle music that's cuz you can cuz you can attach the echo, connect it to your your phone and you have the Alexa app. And that's how you keep track of shopping lists and the and the device actually pulls music from your phone when you ask it to play your music. Right. And I, I believe the, the Google Home is going to be doing the same thing. And you can specify where you want music to play from. So with the Google Home app, you can say like, I want to play, you know, this song from Spotify. And it will kind of learn that, okay, you use Spotify more than you use Google Play. So we're going to let you use, we're going to automatically use it with Spotify. Um, so it learns, so it learns your app preferences. That's cool. Right. Um, is that all you use the Alexa for or the echo? Sorry. Well, we've, well, we've, we've played around with it quite a lot just to see the kind of responses that would happen when you talk to her. (laughs) Well, of course. So, but I'm trying to think we've, we've, we have definitely used it for, for the shopping list function, which is really useful because you can just be, you can be walking through the living room and think of something you need and just say, you know, Alexa, add, add ketchup to shopping list. And she's, she's on it. Right. And, uh, apparently, so this, I was wrong. The Google Wi-Fi doesn't have the smartphone thing or the smart home things. The Google, uh, home does. So, uh, things like Nest, Samsung, smart things, Philip Hue, Philips Hue and I F T T T. Um, and what those are basically smart home things. So you can say, uh, a, you know, Google home, you know, turn it down to 70 degrees or something like that. And it will take the temperature and turn it down for you. I think that there are some functions like that with echo that you can connect to, to certain other functions. I know you can place an Amazon order through, through the echo. If you, you know, use the Alexa app to put in all your, to make sure it has all your Amazon account information. And then you can actually give, you can actually have, have the echo look for an item you want from Amazon and order it for you. See, and that's really bad for me because I'm definitely an impulse shopper shopper a lot of the time. So I would be like, you know, I just bought a $750 phone without knowing any reviews of it. So obviously I don't make the best decisions. (laughs) Um, This also, the Google home does interact with the Chromecast so right. you could, if you had a Chromecast like I do, and you had a Google Home thing, you could say, um, you know, hey, play me my latest subscriptions or something like that. And then it would play, you know, those for you, which is pretty neat. I don't think that, do, do you, you don't have a Fire Stick. Um, no. Okay. So you wouldn't know if that, the the Echo actually had um, Fire Stick compatibility. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it does, since they're both Amazon products. I, I'm. I. Th- I think there's a way to connect all those Amazon peripherals, but since I don't have them to test that out, I don't know for 100 percent sure. Right, and that's. Um, so how much was the the Echo was two hundred dollars? Yeah, I think when it was. I think when it first came out, it was like two hundred bucks. Yeah, and, in the and then there's Google Home. Then there is are a couple other be, little things. Yeah, Google Home is going to be. A hundred and twenty nine dollars, hmm. which is pretty inexpensive, and it also comes with six months of YouTube Red. 
Oh, well, so, that's really cool. Yeah. Let's Not that I pay for YouTube page. Red, but... Yeah. Uh, Amazon Echo right now is selling for $179.99, so $180. So it's $50. The, the Google Home is going to be $50 cheaper when it launches. When it launches, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm seeing Echo. Okay, there's there's the regular Echo speaker, and then there's the Echo Dot which I think is kind of one of those remote hubs from the Echo that you can put in different rooms. Oh, okay. I thought it was just yeah, a smaller Yeah, the hands-free voice-controlled device that uses Alexa to play music. Yeah, I thought it was smart home. Okay, you can control smart home devices if you have like a smart washing machine or whatever. Yeah. I think, okay, no, I'm getting the impression this might just be a mini Echo. Yeah, that's what no, I was thinking. It was it just a smaller yeah. Echo. Yeah. So are you interested in buying any of these products that we spoke about today besides the phone? Well, <laughs> considering I already have an Alexa, I'm not sure why I would want to why why I would want to buy the the other product that's the same thing. Right. I mean, we we got our we actually got our Echo um we actually got our Echo as a gift. And so I didn't even I didn't even pay for it. But oh, yeah. See, and that's um, and that's part of the okay. problem I'm seeing here is that a lot of these things is they're coming out just a bit too late for them with with Google. Yeah. yeah. So I mean everyone already has a Wi-Fi router. Everyone a lot of if you all if you wanted a, a smart home thing like a, a the Echo or the Google Home or anything, you already have an Echo. Yeah, I already have an Echo. Exactly. That's 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 the thing I'm seeing more than anything right now with all these new things Google's launching. There's, it's not that different from the stuff that's already out there. Right. Um, even the phone, the phone's nice and there are a lot of new features in it, but it's not new enough to warrant spending most, to warrant most people spending, you know, a uh, hundred or I'm sorry, $700 on it, which. Yeah. I mean, if, okay. If, if a selling point is that you don't have a camera bump on your phone, you might need to go back to marketing. Well, that was that, 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 that was just a jab at Apple. So Yeah, it's like, but you're just going to put an ugly OtterBox over it anyway, so who cares? But <laughs> I I actually probably am not because those cost a lot of money. <laughs> OtterBoxes yeah, cost but a lot of money. But how expensive is a phone to replace? I mean, That's true. I I've I've lucked out with this Droid that I have because it's got the really it's got the really nice uh Gorilla Glass. I have lost count of how many times I've dropped it and still haven't broken it. Right. And I believe that the Pixel comes with Gorilla Glass 4 in it. Oh, okay. Cool. I want to say it comes with the Gorilla Glass. It comes with some sort of Gorilla Glass in it. I don't think it has it listed here. Uh, but it does come with that. Um, one good, uh, the last thing, uh, we kind of, we didn't mention it when we were talking about the uh, Pixel phone earlier, is that if you do purchase a Pixel phone, you get unlimited cloud storage um, for full wow. resolution video and um, uh, pictures. Now, that is something that my phone's been bitching at me about. Your cloud is full, and I have no idea what to even do about that. <laughs> Delete stuff from the cloud, I would imagine? I don't know how to do that. It's not oh. on the phone. <laughs> uh, well, go to Google Photos on your web browser. Okay. <laughs> and that's where all the stuff is saved. Wow. Or or from, Google from Docs. All, from all phones and servers? Uh, from any of your Android devices. 
that or, okay. or link to that account. Yeah. So it's in it's either in Google Docs or in Google Photos and, and videos. Okay. Okay. So all right. Okay, that makes sense because I did attach my Gmail account to this right. phone. So um it yeah, it comes with unlimited uh storage of full resolution images and video. So Oh nice. Do not have to worry about that. That's another jab at Apple that they did. Uh, during the presentation, they said, you're never going to have to run out of storage space again. And it pops up a image of low on storage or whatnot. And it was the screen from an iPhone. <laughs> of course. So I did like all and the all jibs. The scandal around, all the scandal around the Apple cloud. I'm surprised they, they didn't go farther with that. The iCloud. Now, here's no. my question. Yes, but say, here's my question. Are there any extra security measures on this cloud? <laughs> You know, as far as I know, um, Google hasn't had too many breaks. Like, they haven't had too many people no, come in. No, it's mostly been Apple having problems with it. Yeah, and so I haven't, I mean, Yahoo has issues. Um, everyone's, I mean, I'm sure that Google will get hacked at some point. Oh, Unfortunately, sure. that's going to happen because, you know, hackers, when I worked at uh, the cell phone company, the IT person there said, oh, yeah, you know, we've had to stop, you know, thousands of hackers just in this past month just because we're slightly big. Uh, so somebody like Apple and Google, they're probably getting hacked. Ha they're trying people are trying to hack them thousands of times a day. Oh, yeah. And so they have to have top of the line firewalls and top of the line security. And somebody's going to get through. Something's going to happen or somebody's going to get through. So. Uh, you gotta, you when they got hacked, yes, that sucked. Uh, but it's the same thing with Sony. Like, it wasn't necessarily their fault that they got hacked. Like, yeah. the hackers, they're very smart they're people, and they're they're very persistent. So, um, the way that the Sony handled their hack wasn't very good. But that's another. That was four years ago now. Yeah, it's been so, a while. Anyway, I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, I know. Uh, I had a friend who I was like, so what do you think about the whole Sony hack? He's like, well, it makes me respect them even more. I was like, you are such a Sony fanboy, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, that's basically our show here today. You don't know so, very much about technology. <laughs> no, I really don't. But but still, from my from my relatively uninformed tech wise perspective my takeaway from all the stuff that was just unveiled by google this week is unless you are just just have a major brand loyalty or affinity toward google i haven't seen anything that looks like it's any better than anything else that's already out there no and and sorry google i mean i, I you seem like a really cool company you seem like You'd be great to hang out with on the weekends, but I'm just not impressed. Right. <laughs> See, and it, it sounds the same. Like, it's pretty much the same for me other than the, the phone I'm really interested in. Uh, everything else was just kind of like, yeah, it's been done before. And it, it's it's not really their fault because how how much are you going to innovate at this point? Like, you, It is hard. Like, over 10 years ago when the iPhone came out, uh, it was really innovative because it actually had a somewhat responsive touchscreen yeah. and was like actually a decent phone. It, it, well, okay. The phone quality sucked, but every like it was the first smartphone of its type. 
And over the years, Google, Apple, and even Microsoft to a point have all kind of just came out with upgraded versions of that. And there's no real innovation going innovation going on so uh i'm still interested in the phone everything else is kind of just eh. yeah well i mean okay it is, it is still kind of impressive that google had meant google managed to create their own blue <laughs> that is true they they created a new blue although so i do think cool. i do think that they should have named it something blue but that would be great um apparently that wasn't what they they went with i believe it was really blue quite blue quite blue, really blue something, quite blue something like that it was like it was really quite and very i know it was very silver uh quite blue and very or something black i don't know i don't know the exact names anyway um that's basically the end of our podcast i thank you for being here nick lotus thank you for having me and again where can we find you online I am at Nick Lotus on Twitter. I am Nick Lotus Plays on YouTube, where uh, I'm in the midst of a Let's Play for Asagao Academy Normal Boots Club. I'm also going to be working on some videos for that demo of Beard Blade that I mentioned. Um, on Facebook, my page is also Nick Lotus Plays. And I am Nick Lotus on Tumblr as well. Which, I, although I hardly ever post anything there, like I link videos and retweet and not not retweet, reblog other people's stuff. But you know, you're invited if you want to join us over there on yeah. Tumblr. Yeah. See, I am. Um, I think I'm banned from Tumblr because I'm a I'm a white male and I'm basically the devil. That's unless, unless you <laughs> unless you go around advertising that you're a white male and better than everyone else, you can usually blend in. Oh, okay. But I am better than everyone else. That's the problem. Uh, so <laughs> you can find me. I'm at Retin on Twitter. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Retin. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Retin. You see how creative I am uh, with my with my names. So hey, consistent branding is important. It is. So uh, I'm Retin everywhere. You can also go to Retin Entertainment. Uh, the podcast, you can go to iTunes and actually subscribe to, uh, through iTunes. Um, and that is Retin Podcast, actually. I, For some reason, they wouldn't let me name it Retin Entertainment Podcast. Hmm. I'm also on... Too long, maybe? I guess. I don't know. Also, you have... Uh, or I have the Google Play Podcast thing. So you can go cool. to Google Podcasts. Same thing, Retin Podcast. And uh, press the follow button, and all the new podcasts will be downloaded to your phone. Uh Thank you guys for listening, and we hope to see you guys next week. Also, uh, comment. And if you do have us on iTunes or Google, please press 5 out of 5. No lower, just 5 out of 5. And uh, leave a comment down below if you enjoyed the podcast. Goodbye. Bye.